Have you ever found yourself wondering about the role that Canadians played in old-time radio? Well, wonder no more. During the next 60 minutes, we'll delve into the careers of actors, writers, and directors who went abroad to find work, as well as those who stayed right here in Canada. Join me as together we explore Canadians in old-time radio. I'm Devin Wilkins, founder and president of CATRA, the Canadian Old-Time Radio Alliance, and I would like to welcome you once again to another 60 Minutes of Canadians in Old-Time Radio. From our Made in Canada segment, we have an episode of the Northern Electric Show featuring Mart Kenny, who was born in Toronto, and Mart Kenny and his Western gentlemen were popular during the 1930s and 1940s. So here, from April 8, 1946, is the Northern Electric Show. The Northern Electric Show! The Northern Electric Company, a national electrical service, and their dealers from coast to coast bring you The Northern Electric Show with Mark Kenny and his Western gentlemen. And here is your musical host, Mark Kenny. Good evening, friends, and welcome to this first broadcast of the new Northern Electric Show. Tonight we broadcast from London, Ontario, the first stop on our transcontinental tour. This London arena is fairly bulging at the seams with over 5,000 people in attendance. This evening, featured with the Western Gentlemen, we have Norma Locke, Roy Roberts, our new singing star, and the Northern Airs Quartet. The West My name is Stan Francis, and here's the first bit of information I have for you. To open this first program, Martin the Boys have chosen a number that never seems to grow old. <laughs> and come to think of it, there's a good reason for that, for who wouldn't like dancing in the dark?
dancing in the dark, eh? Well, the boys certainly threw a little light on that subject. And now, as I live and breathe, look who's coming front and center. A lovely girl with a lovely voice, Norma Locke. What a nice introduction, Stan. I'll think nothing of it, Norma. It says so right here in my script. <laughs> does it also say what I'm going to sing? As if I didn't know. Indeed it does, but uh, supposing you tell us. Well, Stan, it's one of the newer tunes, and I hope you like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what it seemed to be. Lovely. Bye. 
thank you, Norma, thank you. Oh, oh, just a moment before you go. Would you like to buy a radio? Well, thanks, Stan, but I have a radio. Uh, you have a radio. Uh, does it take the full musical range of notes from high to low? Why, yes. <laughs> has it an extra large permanent magnet speaker? Yes, it has. Hey. Does it give you complete selectivity, greater distance, clearer tone? Definitely, yes. Uh, then it must be the new Northern Electric Baby Champ. Naturally. Ah, <laughs> yes, friends. Already several thousands of these new Baby Champs have proven themselves in operation. They weigh in at just over six pounds and stand only six and a quarter inches high. Small in size, but giants in performance. Built with Northern Electric's engineering know-how, the Baby Champ is now reaching Northern Electric dealers from coast to coast. See it. And hear its clear, well-modulated tones. Then you'll know why we say the Baby Champ is the biggest little radio in the world. Yeah, well, now, well, let's see. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. And I'm an Indian chief. Well, what are we waiting for? We need something, uh, what shall I say, soothing? I will say soothing. And what would be more suitable than a lovely Viennese waltz? You will remember Vienna. Vienna. 
Time now to introduce Mark Kenny's new singing star, Roy Roberts. For his first song on the Northern Electric Show, Roy has chosen one of today's popular ballads, You Stole My Heart. Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. 
Thank you, thank you, Roy. You know there's more than one way to steal hearts. Right now I'd like to tell you how to steal a woman's heart. Northern Electric, through its dealers from coast to coast, is now supplying in limited quantities the new Gurney Electric ranges, models of efficient service and kitchen satisfaction. New Gurney Deluxe models have one-piece turret tops, the famous Gurney Even Heat Oven, super speed surface elements, roomy warming compartments, and many other features that will win the heart of every woman who owns one. Gurney Electric Ranges are distributed in Canada exclusively by Northern Electric through its dealers. This is your guarantee of complete dependability. Other fine products distributed under the Northern Electric banner are handsome Leonard Electric refrigerators, distinguished for beauty, utility, and performance, and the famous ABC washers and ironers, time and labor savers in every home. Music of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Remember when the ladies first bobbed their hair and no one had ever heard of such things as permanent waves and nylons and franks and that... Hey, wait a minute, how did that get in here? <laughs> well, back in those days, mother and dad danced to this tune. Remember? Avalon? Coming right up to date, here's a special Mark Kenny arrangement of a tune that's currently nudging the top of the hit parade, Day by Day. 
And now here's a song that's as new as tomorrow and one that we predict is really going faces all through the day. Scintillating boy, scintillating. Hmm. Hope that means what I think it does. Well, anyway, I did look up this next title in the dictionary, and here's what I found. And I quote, An integrated group of emotional trends, tendencies, and characteristics. Yes, folks, that's what Mark Kenny and the boys are going to play, only they call it personality. Show us some, boys. <laughs> The madam had the cutest personality And think of all those folks about the berries looks What was it made her the toast of berries? She had a well-developed personality And what did Romeo see in Juliet Or Pierrot in Pierrot Or Jupiter in Juno you know, and when so long we danced and had the boys in trance, no doubt it must have been easy to see that she knew how to use her personality. A girl can learn to spell and take vacation well and never sit on a possibility. If she has got a perfect 
personality. If she can show up all personality. And why are certain girls offer certain things like sable coats and wedding rings? Why men who wear their spats right? That's right. So don't you think I'm smart or have the kindest heart or what a wonderful brother I'd be? Just tell me how you like my personality. Now the moral of the story, as you girls can guess, is not just the way that you are dressed. You gotta show a lot of your personality. have been listening to the Northern Electric Show broadcast this evening from the stage of the London Arena in London, Ontario. Next week's program will originate in L'Hermitage, Montreal, and your host, of course, will be the Northern Electric Company and its dealers in your community. The Northern Electric Show is under the supervision of Harry E. Foster and is produced by Gordon Forsyth. This is Stan Francis saying good evening and reminding you that when you buy electrical equipment for home or industry, look for the name of Northern Electric, a national electrical service. program has come to you through the remote facilities of station CFPL in London. This is the Dominion Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. By the way, uh, when Mark Kenny passed away in 1985, he was in Lethbridge. From our Canadians Abroad segment, we have uh, an episode of the Red Skelton Show, also from 1946, but this time from March 19th. And uh, it's called The Traffic is Terrific. Now, the Canadians abroad uh, person that is featured is Anita Ellis. So if you hear any singing, that'll be her. So here we go, The Red Skelton Show. The Raleigh Cigarette Program, starring Red Skelton, 
With David Forrester and his orchestra, our singing star Anita Ellis, Gigi Pearson, Verna Felton, Pat McGeehan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. <laughs> It's a pleasure to bring you Metro Golden Mayor's popular comedian and the star of the Raleigh Cigarette Program, Red Skelton. Thank you very much and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are you tonight, Rod? Oh, fine. How are you feeling, Red? I got a cold. Well, take care of it. Uh, I am. I've had it for five days. Still good as new. <laughs> Well, I hear Mr. Raleigh's gone back to Louisville. Yeah. Did he have any trouble getting train reservations? Well, a little. The Santa Fe, all he had for him was an upper berth. I remember those things when I was in vaudeville, upper berths. Me too, brother. I never could get undressed in one of them. No, I remember one night when I tried. I put one arm around my head, the other behind my leg like this, and I give a fast, quick turn like that, and bingo! You were undressed. No, I tied Boy Scout knot number six. <laughs> Mr. Raleigh had a lot of fun, I guess, and he's taking a lot of memories back to Louisville. Yeah, Metro Goldwyn Mayor Studios, the La Brea Tar Pits, Mr. <laughs> Beaumont, everything, you know. <laughs> and that model I introduced him to. Yeah, there's something I'd like to ask you about her. Well, what is it? Yeah, that's what I'd like to know. What is it? <laughs> Don't you know any girls with teeth? <laughs> What a girl. She, uh, cotton stockings, you know. Either she's overconfident or she just don't care. One of <laughs> hey, how much does she weigh? Anyhow, 280, I guess. <laughs> You're not kidding. She put on a yellow dress and seven guys went, Taxi! <laughs> I'm proud, man. That ain't it. She was the head of the spring fashion show. Say, by the way, did you get a glimpse of the new spring fashions? Yeah, those hats are wearing the silliest women, you know. <laughs> I saw one made up especially for California women. Really? What did it look like? Yeah, it was two avocados and some lemon peelings and grapefruit rind with a snow shovel offset by fog lights with two smudge pots on each side. <laughs> no matter what happens, she'll be ready. <laughs> Say, you know, I read where material for clothes will come from wood, you know, real wood fabric. Really? Clothes made out of wood, huh? Mm -hmm. That ought to put a lot of chiselers back to work. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> wood fabric's not new. I remember when I was a kid, I had a lumber jacket. <laughs> How'd that get in there? <laughs> Say, speaking of clothes, I uh, went to that tailor you told me about. Well, how'd you like the suit he made for you? You know, the one of the plants and the accordion pleats in the front? Mm -hmm. Did you like them? No, every time I stoop over the place, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> because of the shortage, the, the pants don't have any suspender buttons or belt straps. <laughs> suspender buttons. Well, how's he expect you to hold them up? You ever heard of the clutching hand? <laughs> well, how's the material? I got cut out in the rain today with it. Well, what happened? You ever try putting your pants on with a shoehorn? <laughs> Well, anyway, it was better than that uh, suit you were wearing when you got discharged from the Army. Where did you get that? Blue and white tweed, or blue and pink tweed. Yeah, you almost loused me up, didn't I you? sure did. <laughs> that wasn't blue and pink tweed. Those were moth holes, and the pink part was me. <laughs> Anita Ellis will sing Atlanta, G.A. 
I love the morning glories growing And the breezes softly blowing in Atlanta, GA I love to wake up in the morning See the sun come up at dawn and in Atlanta, GA I love to walk among the flowers And taste the honey from the bees I want to while away my hours Reading books and dreaming dreams beneath the trees I want to see the ivy clinging Want to hear the robin singing little songs I adore Wanna attend the Sunday meeting, wanna hear that friendly greeting when I get home once more. I long to hold that certain someone. I miss him more and more each day. I'm getting ready for a wedding, gonna get the train that's heading for Atlanta, GA. Wanna see the ivy clinging, wanna hear the robin singing little songs I adore. I wanna attend the Sunday meeting, wanna hear that friendly greeting when I get home once more. I long to hold that certain someone. I miss him more and more. Each day I'm getting ready for a wedding Gonna get the train that's heading for Atlanta For Atlanta, G.A. Tonight we fan the pages of the Skelton Scrapbook of Satire to stories entitled The Traffic is Terrific. Our characters are fictional. If there's any similarity to persons you know, don't brag about it. <laughs> Chapter 102 is titled, entitled uh, Getting a Driver's License. <laughs> If they're afraid to give you a driver's license, either you're stupid or Clem Cadiddlehopper, the fellow from the country. My new car over that I just bought to see Sarah do. Spend my last dime to buy this car. Of course, I ain't complaining. Where else could you get a better buy for ten cents? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's somebody coming down the middle of the road now. There's a sight you very seldom see. Especially in California, a pedestrian standing up. Howdy, Clay. Well, Sarah do. Howdy duty to you, too. <laughs> Yo, it's a sport coupe, if you please. Well, 
here's it, our convertible. Yep, you put the top down, you got the nicest garbage can you ever wanted. <laughs> How'd you like to take a little ride with me, hmm? Well, I don't know, Clem. Oh, can you drive? Can I drive? No. <laughs> you women expect a man to do everything, don't you? Well, do you have a driver's license? Yeah, can't say that I have, no. Well, then you can't drive without one. Hmm? Oh, come on, Clem. I'm going to take you down to get a driver's license. Okay. I'll hop in the car. Yeah. This door won't close. I wonder what's keeping it from catching. You didn't give me a chance to pull my ears in. <laughs> I gotta do something about that ping in the engine. I think it could use a little bicarbonate if you had. Well, here we are at the Department of Motor Vehicles. Yep, here, here we are. Well, Clem, Clem, why are you panting? There's no floorboard on my side. <laughs> Okay. Good afternoon. What can I do for you? I'm Clem Cadillhofer. Sorry, I can't do anything for that. <laughs> Officer, Clem wants to get a license. The Humane Society is next door. <laughs> now, I ain't no door. I'm sorry I made that mistake. I guess I was thrown off by his cocker spaniel ears. Now, just a minute. <laughs> I don't have corker spaniel ears either. The way I got them tucked in my collar here. Well, do you both want to take a driver's test? Uh, no, just him. I'll miss you wait over there, and I'll take care of your boyfriend. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait out in the car. Okay, kiddo. Well, first I'll have to test your eyes, all right? Sit down and face the eye chart, Mr. Cadiddle Hipper. Cadiddle Hopper's your name. Just swallow your tongue. It's easier to say that. All right, Adam Brain. Okay. Put your hand over your left eye and read what you see on that chart. Okay. I'm finished. <laughs> I want you to read it aloud. Well, can't you read? <laughs> yes, I can read, but I want you to read it. All right. Let's see now. Never came across words like them and Peter Rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> There must be some mistake. I wanted the license so I could drive in the United States. <laughs> Them words there kind of throw me. The first two look familiar, though. They used to play football for Notre Dame, didn't they? Come on, come on. Read that eye chart. Don't you want to pass this test? That's a good idea. Let's pass this one and go to the next one. Huh? How can you be so dumb and still stay alive? Oh, no, I ain't telling you. <laughs> My professional secrets, I don't know. Well, here, see if you can fill out this questionnaire. All right, let's see now. That first question, that's a pretty hard one there. I should have studied up on it, I guess. Well, all it asks is your name. <laughs> don't give me any hints. I'll get it from Michelle. All right, all right. Answer this question. Hmm? Now, if you're crossing an intersection and another car pulls out in front of you, yeah. what do you do? Have an accident? <laughs> Try this one. Mm -hmm. 
When a pedestrian enters the crosswalk, do you drive by or slow down? That's a very good question. <laughs> Is she a blonde? <laughs> We're not getting anywhere with this. Now, let's go out to your car and see if you can pass the driving test. Okay. Come on now, Q-head. We'll see how you can drive. Q-head? I've got a feeling I'll regret this as long as I live. And with me driving, that won't be long, either. <laughs> Okay, now drive your car up to this trash can and we'll take it from there. That's no trash can. That's my car. Hop in there, hop in. Uh, how'd you make out with the test, Clem? He flunked. And a hundred percent, too. Now here, miss, you sit in the back seat and I'll get in front with your boyfriend. All right, Clem, now drive around the block, make it snappy. I've got other things to do, you know. Well, if you were smart, you'd be doing them, too. <laughs> here we go. Makes the engine pop like that. I'm using high octane kerosene. <laughs> now you're coming to a safety zone. Do you know what that means? Yes, sir. That means look out for the pedestrian. That's right. Then when you see one, try to beat the other cars to him. <laughs> oh, look out, Clem! Look out! That car's pulling out from the curb in front of you. Step on the brake. You know which pedal it is? Yeah, I think it's this one. <laughs> the one next to it. <laughs> David Forrester and his orchestra now play one of the most famous of Spanish dances, Malaguena by the Cuban composer Lecuona. Thank you. 
very much, David Forster. Chapter 104 of the Skelton Scrapbook is entitled Junior Police. All children should be taught to live a clean and helpful life and respect law and order. This also goes for Junior, the mean widow kid. <laughs> Junior, where are you? What are you doing? I'm sliding down the banister. Did you remove my face from the bottom step? Yes, I did. <laughs> You're going to get a whipping. No, not after I've been sliding down the banister. It'll be a sport. Give me time to cool off, there. <laughs> Junior, what am I going to do with you? Yeah, I don't know. Why don't you play outside with that rubber ball you found yesterday? No, I might run into the little boy I found it from. <laughs> Junior, you mean if the ball belongs to another boy? Well, sure. Get yeah, the hairbrush so I can spank you. Now, I don't know where it is, but here, you can throw a rock at me. Go ahead. Here, pick it up and pick me Junior. Away. No, I'm a bad boy. Go ahead, now. I wouldn't do that. No, I should be punished. Don't walk on me. Go on. I am wicked anyhow. I am the worst little boy in the world. No, you're not. Junior. Yes, I am. You're really pretty nice. No, I'm not. No, oh, I'm not. Bless his little. No, don't bless his little. <laughs> I'm bad, that's all. No, you're very nice, Junior. Well, if you insist. <laughs> Junior, hmm? I- I'm going to take a walk. Do you want to go with me? Why are you always taking walks? Because walking helps you take off weight. You take off weight? Goodness, I is puny now. My <laughs> legs are so bony that little dogs follow me around. <laughs> Catch a bottle, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Junior. Hmm? Who knows? You may meet some nice little boys on the way. Well, in that case, I better wear me brass knuckles, huh? <laughs> That's enough, young man. Come on. <laughs> okay. My, is it a beautiful day. Yes, it is. But I do wish the city would clean up those gutters. Why, didn't Grandpa get home last night? <laughs> Junior, hmm? your grandfather got home very early. Not funny. I didn't hear him come in. <laughs> didn't blow the siren this time, did he? <laughs> Look, young man, you're getting too big for your britches. Yes, I know. Every time I bend over, the buttons grab on for dear life, you know. <laughs> It's really embarrassing. Hey, has I grown up much since you first seen me? Oh, yes. yes. I'll never forget when you were born. Really, Grandma? Do you remember it? Yes. It haunts me day and night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look down on the corner there. Look at the kids playing policemen down there. Look they're not playing, Junior. They're not? They are policemen. Really? I read in the paper where they're organizing the junior police force. You mean they're out to get me, huh? <laughs> No, Junior. You see, our town is following the lead of Phoenix, Arizona, and many other cities in forming a junior police force. These children stand on the street corners and guide other children across the street on their way to school. That's why I'm going to join that, too, I Oh, you can't join, Junior, until you start to school. Start to school? You mean carry books and pencils? Yes, Junior. Study and learn to read and write? Yes. Did he teach her an apple? Yes. Play with the other kids at recess? That's right. You couldn't get me to do that with a straitjacket. the junior police, you'd have to promise to do all you can to make your home and your town a safe place to live in. Oh, well, I was getting tired of my chemistry set anyway, you know. <laughs> Who's that driving? It's the cop! I knew that they finally cracked me down! Leave me out of here! Let's take it on the lamb to jigged up, Kato. Junior, come back here. I'll meet you when it blows over. I know a doctor that can change my face. <laughs> oh, 
Good afternoon, madam. Well, what is it you want, officer? I came to see about your little boy. What has he done? Well, I don't know. I don't think he's done anything. You must be a stranger in town. <laughs> I thought maybe he'd like to join our junior police force. Oh, he'd love to. Won't you come in, officer? Thank you. Where are you? Junior, I see you under the sofa. Dual pigeon. <laughs> Come out from Red under there. One of them <laughs> Do you hear me? Come out from under there. Yeah. Well, well, how are you today, young fellow? I'm terrible. I've been in bed two days with three-day measles. <laughs> and there's catching two affliction ammonia. <laughs> Now, he's the one that first he spoke to me, and I don't even know him. Look, Sonny, I, I came to ask you to join the junior police force. Now, you never get... Join the junior police force? That's right. Well, this is not a booby trap, is it? <laughs> no, son, you look like a nice little gentleman. You better take another look, Bob. <laughs> Won't it be wonderful, you a junior policeman? You mean I can carry a Bowie club and give people tickets and stuff? Yes, and you wear a red uniform and a badge and blow a police whistle. Oh, I do believe I've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you know, Junior, you're rather young for the force right now, but yeah. we are trying to enlist all the little boys and girls in our program yeah. so they can qualify as soon as they start to school. Really? I got news for you. You're a windy old bird, ain't you? <laughs> oh, you wait until I get to be a junior policeman. I see some guy driving by and I stop him, boy. Just let me get my hand on him. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, uh, what will you do to him? Well, I will say to him, pull over there. Why don't you drive a little slower and see our city? Or would you rather drive faster and see our jail? Or would you rather see some little kid get killed because of your carelessness? You see, Mr. Driver, you have to protect us, little kids, because we have been taught that no one really wants to hurt us. And that's why sometimes we run out in the street, we just don't think. And if you don't stop your crazy driving, you might hit a man, woman, child, or even a widow animal, regardless of what it is. If you carelessly take his life, you'll be responsible for that lonely feeling that's left in a home when that loved one never returns. And the memory of a lifeless widow body won't be worth the five minutes that you tried to save by speeding. Now, don't get mad, Mr. Driver, when I give you this ticket because it's merely a memo of safety and not a punishment. I'm proud of that, Junior. You is? Well, okay, kiddo, but when I get to be a policeman, there can be no more spankings, you know. Because you molest an officer, you taking the law in your old hands. Now send you so far up the river, kiddo boy... It would take Eskimos to deliver the mail to you. Well, starting right now, you must try and be a good little boy so that the junior police will take you in. That's what I'm going to do. And I, right now, I'm going to go upstairs and take that bear trap and that five-inch firecracker out of Grandpa's bed. <laughs> Remember, we'll all be back with you next Tuesday at the same time. Red Skelton, David Forster, and his orchestra, Anita Ellis, Bernard Felton, Gigi Pearson, Pat McGee, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Until next Tuesday, then. This is Red Skelton saying goodbye now, and thanks for listening. Brown and Williamson invite you to other good listening throughout the week. Here are the Raleigh Room, starring Hildegard tomorrow night, and people are funny with Art Linkletter Friday night. And return with Red Skelton next Tuesday. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro Golden Mayor. Yeah.
Red Skelton is brought to you by the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That'll do it for this week. Thanks so much for joining me again, and we'll see you very soon. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed the shows you've heard during the past hour, be sure to tune in again next week, same time, same station, when once again, we'll listen to programs that are remembered today thanks to the involvement of Canadians in old-time radio. This is Devin Wilkins speaking.